Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And I have great news after last night, even though it's still kind of sad we actually had to go do what we did as far as with the school board. But Ted and I, along with a host of other parents, and we were actually, Ted and I were actually at the very beginning went to the Polk County School Board meeting and spoke. We had three minutes each, and we basically discussed the science of why masks don't work and a host of other things. And at the end of the meeting, we left right after we spoke because I didn't want to sit around for the whole thing. So I wanted to make my point, so did Dad, and then we left. And uh, found out that they voted unanimously to drop the mask mandate on all teachers and students Period. Zero mass mandate whatsoever in the Polk County School Board. Now, the fact that this even took this much fighting and this much work to get this dropped is quite egregious to me. So this won't be the last incident with the school board, nor will it be the end of uh, especially when the next election cycle comes around and getting most of these clowns out of that position where they think basically they're God sitting up there and they can dictate what these children have to do. But we got audio recording of both Ted and I at the meeting last night. Our good friend Michael Barrett, he does a ton of audio video stuff for us, and he was able to record it and get actually good audio feed. And so we're going to play those clips here for you in a second. I ran first, and then Ted was actually right behind me. And then uh, I'll hand it back over to Dad and let him kind of put his take on it. But, Todd, go ahead and play the uh, both clips. Start off with mine and then roll over to Ted's from the, the three minutes each from the meeting last night, please. My name's Austin Brower. I live in uh, Auburndale. And I'm pretty much up here today just to kind of bring some things to light. I graduated from Southeastern University twice, first with my bachelor's degree in science and also my MBA after that. So I'm big on education. I'm also really big on science. I absolutely love science. And the thing that's troubled me the most, what I've seen from the entire school district, is that there's no living in reality. Kids that wear these masks, five, six, seven-year-old kids, they don't wear them properly. They're not healthcare workers. They're dropping them on the ground. They're getting dirty. They're getting yelled at and basically reprimanded if they don't put it back on their face. So here's a couple articles to question the entire narrative. Here's one from uh, 2020. Airborne coronavirus particle will pass directly through N95 face mask. Novel coronavirus from patients with pneumonia in China. Another article, randomized trial of cloth mask compared to medical mask and healthcare workers. Penetration of cloth mask by influenza particles was almost 97%. That's April 2015. Another study, respiratory performance offered by N95 respirators and surgical masks, April 2008. The study determined that the protection factor provided by N95 was minimal at best. Another article, June 2020, can the elastic of surgical face mask stimulate ear protrusion in children? And the answer was yes in the article. Another article, January 2021, the current article d- digs into face mask and COVID area health hypothesis. The base of the abstract, although scientific evidence supporting face mask efficacy is lacking, 
adverse psychological, physiological, and health effects are established. It has been hypothesized now that face masks have compromised safety and efficacy profile and should be avoided from all use. Another article, face mask surface may become a contamination source. Exactly what I brought up earlier. I can sit here and do this all day. Obviously, you guys don't want to listen to me ramble on about all the science that backs not wearing masks. So my question is, if the science isn't backing masks any longer, why are they still being told to wear masks? The only answer that I can come up with is obedience training. This appears that it's turning into nothing more than obedience training to teach these kids to follow exact orders. Cover your face, shut your mouth, don't talk unless you're spoken to. That is egregious. That is not something we can expect to live in like this in Florida. These children need to be free. They need to have fresh air. They need to live like kids. So I really, really hope you guys take this time and listen to everybody and make a very educated vote tonight because a lot of these positions up here are elected. Just want to remind you guys of that. Have a good one. Uh, I'm Ted Brewer. I attended Florida State University. I've got degrees in biological science and chemistry, psychology and exercise physiology, and MBA from Florida State. Uh, I've been a scientist my entire life. I'm also an international best-selling author. And this face mask policy is just absolutely stupid. I could give you article after article. Wearing an N95 mask for four hours reduces significantly CO2, or reduces significantly oxygen levels. The use of N95 respirators compared with surgical masks is not associated with lower risk of laboratory influenza. This list goes on and on and on. I'll be more than happy to give you guys all of these clinical double-blind research studies, many of them, if you'd like to look at them. But here's the problem I've got. Albert Einstein, probably one of the greatest men of the last century, said the world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch them without doing anything. Guys, it's enough. We now know that Fauci is a complete and total fraud. We've seen it in all the media. This whole thing is a complete and total fraud. We know what happens with the mask. We know they don't work. We know it reduces O2 levels. And you have these kids that are passing out while running all over the country in PE wearing masks. It's enough. In addition to that, you know, I taught college for two years in Tallahassee because I'm an educator. I love teaching. Loved it. And here's what I didn't understand when I taught college. I was never taught of what the Frankfurt School was. Most of you probably don't know what the Frankfurt School was. It came out of Leipzig University. It came out of Goethe University in Germany. And it was basically started in the Soviet Union in the 1920s. After the Soviet Union could not promote communism, Russia could not promote communism to Europe and to the United States. They wanted to find out why the United States would not fall to communism. So they set up a group think tank called the Frankfurt School. I didn't even know about this when I was teaching, but I found out about it. And what they did, they were run out of Germany in 1933, went to Switzerland in 1934. They were decided to go to Columbia University. And they started teaching cultural Marxism to our children, how to be good little peasants, how to destroy the nuclear family, how to destroy Christianity. My Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. I love him with all of my heart. And for you guys to push this common core nonsense and cultural Marxism in the Polk County schools when we are a conservative county nauseates everybody in this room. We've had it. And, you know, we've had enough of it. And then we got to remember something. These kids, when they're the ages from... Two to five to seven to eight are in a theta brainwave state. That's for my degree in psychology from Florida State University. That means they have no buffer. You tell them that cultural Marxism is real, they believe you because they can't say no to it.
And you program these children from a young age to be cultural Marxists and to turn this country into a doggone socialist nightmare. And that's where we have the school board in Polk County. I've got two grandchildren. I will not stand for this, and I will stand against everything that you guys do for Common Core and critical race theory. Are you kidding me? White people are bad? Ah, it's a pit. You know, Austin and I went to this meeting last night. We basically didn't shake the tree. We pulled up the tree. We'd had enough. And, you know, and so, you know, when we walked outside, we met, there were, we had, there were hundreds of people outside and we were met with a round of applause when we walked through the doors because it was being broadcast live on YouTube and Facebook. And the problem I've got is this, is that when we got there, this is so, so disgusting to me. There were, there were people all over trying to get into this meeting. And when we got to the door, the lady said, you must wear your masks or you cannot enter the room. And we, everybody looked at her and said, no. I mean, nobody even had masks. We're not going to do it. Well, then a sheriff's officer walked out. And I looked at the sheriff's officer and I said, are you going to arrest us for entering this building without masks? And she looked at me and she laughed. And she goes, no, there's no laws about having to wear masks in Polk County. And I thought, okay, at least somebody's awake because at least she's one of Grady Judd's employees. And at least she knows what's going on. But what happened next was even more disturbing. They finally opened the door, and they told us that you know we had to sign up if we wanted to speak. And then we said, well, Austin and I have already signed up to speak. And they said, well, you guys can go on in. So we walked in while everybody else was at the door, and then the chairs were put about 15 feet apart on the inside so they would have hardly anybody inside. And the bulk, and the bulk of the people who were there, including those who were there to speak, were locked outside. I mean locked with the doors locked and not allowed in. And this – is America. I'm unbelievable. This is actually happening last night. So I'm just getting more and more and more ticked off, to use a kinder word. And I thought, this is ridiculous. So finally, we sat through, oh, my God. Well, you can watch it. If you go to the Health Masters website, you can actually watch the video feed from the, how should I, the meeting last night. And Harrison has posted it on the Health Masters news site and has queued it up to when Austin comes on to speak. And what was interesting about this they started asking people to come forward after they went through the preliminary stuff they have to do at the school board meeting, and, like, number one wasn't there. They were locked outside. Number two wasn't there. They were locked outside. Number three wasn't there. They were locked outside. Number four wasn't there. They were locked outside. Oh, yeah, this goes on and on and on. Finally, I yell in the middle of school board meeting, why don't you go outside and ask for the people that have signed up to speak so they can come in and address the school board? Oh, okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. So they send somebody out there. And finally, they're to number 13. Nobody else, nobody has, nobody has said a word yet because they're all locked outside or have already left because they're so angry. Well, finally, number 13 comes up, shoes them all out, tells them basically that she's had enough. Number 14 was Austin. Number 15 was me. So there were like two people before me, once before Austin to speak. And finally, I get to the front and there's a whole bunch of, how should I say, hardcore leftists in the school board and they're eyeballing. Yeah, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to use any names. But they're eyeballing me like, who are you? And so I introduced myself, and you hear what I said. You can watch it all on video if you'd like. But the reality is this. I've had enough. Austin's had enough. And they voted as of last night unanimously after we basically raised Kane to stop this insane mask policy. Here's the problem. They're leaving it on as a potential comeback item in their policy program as far as rules and regulations for the school system as something they can bring back at a later date. 
which has got Steve Maxwell very upset. So now he's filed a lawsuit on them and is going to put every one of the school board members under video deposition. Yeah, to that level we're going here in Polk County because we have had enough. And, guys, listen to me. I tell you guys, Austin tells you guys, that we're involved in all this and we're doing all of this stuff. We're not making this up. Every single one of you listening needs to be going to your school board and saying the same things or something similar to what we said or whatever you want to say, say it, letting them know that you're not going to approve this anymore, that this is not okay. And see, this is the thing we have to understand. If we don't stand up as Americans, this cultural Marxism is going to take over the United States. It probably already has. They decided to destroy the nuclear family. Remember, these guys have an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ, a 2,000-year-old hatred of Jesus Christ. I mean, he called out the synagogue of Satan in the book of John. He did. Jesus said, you don't believe it? Call you, read it, read it yourself. And this is the same group that started cultural Marxism, first in Moscow, then they moved it to Germany to try to figure out how to get the Germans to become basically, how would I say, communists. didn't work. But it's worked now for Germany, hasn't it? They brought a hardcore communist named Angela Merkel in basically be the chancellor. Now Germany is destroyed. They went the back route and put a communist in power, and the German people have been beaten down so badly over the past 70 years, accepted it, and now Germany's done. Germany's done. They have to start it all over again and have another massive uprising over there. <laughs> Just today, in Drudge, New York Times – here's an article. New York Times editorial board member is disturbed. By the sight of American flags. On Tuesday, New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay graced MBNC and NS. They went to a TV show to recount the harrowing trip she took to Long Island this past weekend. In the middle of a broader conversation about January the 6th Capitol riot and the scourge of Trump voters more generally, who she says believe that their rights as citizens are under threat by simple virtue of having to share democracy with others and see Americanness as whiteness, they launched into the not-so-scary story time about seeing American flags. Unbelievable. These are hardcore Marxists that have come in and taken over our school systems in 1933. Don't you remember what some of these guys said? Some of these leaders of cultural Marxism like Vladimir Lenin, he says, give me four years to teach the children and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. Destroy the family, you destroy the country. Whoa, that's what he said. That's what he wanted to do. Hitler said, give me a child when he's seven and he's mine forever to underscore the need for early childhood education. Karl Marx said, the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without a mother's care, that means after they've been nursed, shall be in the state institutions. This is what these people believe because they're cultural Marxists, and they want to do everything they possibly can to destroy the nuclear family destroy what made America America because they knew they could never take over the world with their one world order, their one world government, their one world United Nations governmenting agency out of Tel Aviv under Noahide laws, which is what they all believe in, without destroying first America. Because it was the shining light on the hill, according to their own words, and that without taking down America, they could never take down <laughs> Christianity. Now, let's just be real. That's what this is. They could never take down Christianity. And so they had to do what they did, and that's why they pushed this narrative the way they did. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? 
this and this is why I have been so vocal to all my friends about making sure you're involved in your child's education. And that's why I mean, currently right now we're working on a homeschool co-op down here, and we have a bunch of people that are getting ready to involved in it. We've actually got a retired Christian teacher that's going to be uh, working part-time as far as with the kids at the uh, – numerous of the kids is going to be coming together in a group. And then another group on Monday, and we're putting this together because we, we've had enough of it. I can't sit back and knowingly allow my kids to be exposed to the stuff that Dad was just talking about. That doesn't mean you're going to shield them forever. They're, they're going to grow up. They're going to see things. It's one thing. But as Dad said, especially the first five to ten years of the school system, you know that that first you know age five until about thirteen, fourteen years old. That's really a pivotal point in their life. And the fact that there's – you know, this is the irony. My buddy said this to me the other day, and it kind of made me chuckle, and then I kind of thought about it, and it made me mad. These hardcore leftist Marxists, as Dow was just describing, they're pushing their hardcore, transgender, perverted, cross-dressing ideology from K to 12. They're telling kids five, six years old, you can be anything you want today. You can be a boy. You can be a girl. You can be a spoon. You can be a walrus. doesn't matter if it's based in reality at all. You could do whatever you want. You want little Susie wants to be Timmy. Little Johnny wants to be Susie. doesn't matter. You can do it. They have to pick their own choices. Well, wait a minute. Why can't they pick their own choice about wearing a mask and breathing fresh air? And not being degraded like some type of humiliated dog wearing a muzzle on its face. Oh, no, no, no. You can't let them make that choice. That, that's not – if they want to go get on hormone therapy and he wants to get his penis cut off, that's fine. Little Timmy can choose that because that's his choice. But you, no, you, you can't let him have a choice of wearing masks. That right there shows you the level of hypocrisy knows no bounds with these people. It's only their agenda and their agenda only. Anything else that deviates from their agenda will not be tolerated. That's why we went there and shook it up last night. And it was interesting, as Dad said. I, this is very disturbing. I didn't think about it as much because I was so focused on getting in there and literally getting my foot in the door and opening it up. And then the lady kind of like trying to – there was only one door they were allowing people to come in and out of. It was locked. And there's one lady that would open the door and stand in the doorway. So what happened is if you rushed in and 10 or 15 people rushed in, as soon as the first person made contact with her, there's a sheriff officer inside. He was going to arrest somebody for battery. Guarantee you. You could already see the setup on it. And so what they were doing is they were trying to keep people from coming inside. Well, as soon as we walked inside, the guy goes, uh, sir, me and Ted walk in. Like when the first ones walk in, uh, we, we need you to wear a mask. You need to check your temperature. I said, no, I don't wear a mask, and my temperature doesn't need to be checked. Oh, well, we, we need you to, to take a mask here. here. Here's a box of masks. And I literally turned away from him and walked away, ignored him, blatantly ignored him, and so did Ted. We walked in there. Did not wear a mask, didn't touch a mask, didn't hold a mask, basically told them they could all kick rocks. Nobody came up to me. Nobody threatened me with arrest. Nobody tried to intimidate me about wearing a mask. Because why? Because it's all about consent. Now, some states, I get it. There's been some areas, I've seen videos of this, where you've literally had oath-breaking state troopers arrest individuals because they will not leave 
after they've been told they cannot be in there without a mask. And that's one thing I called up my sheriff's buddy about yesterday. I said, what's the deal with going in this if they try to mandate this? He said, well, there's no mandate. There's no law. There's no, there's no statute. So there is no basis for that. He said, but if the school board members get real, real dicey, what they could try to do is they could actually walk up to you and ask you to leave the facility if you're not going to wear a mask. And if they ask you to leave the facility and you say no, then they're going to get a sheriff's officer, and the sheriff's officer may say that you're being asked to leave the facility. If you say no, then he's basically going to say he's going to trespass warn you. Then if you don't leave, then they can basically arrest you. He said that's the loophole they may try to use just as a heads up. I said, well, they're going to really step on a big pile of dog dung if they decide to do that in front of everybody. He goes, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. He said, so just don't consent. Don't do it. I said, okay, that's, that's pretty much what my stance is all the time. I said, yeah, I said, absolutely not. He goes, I'm the same way. If I walk somewhere and somebody tells me to wear a mask, I'll put up an argument for about a minute and see how far I can push it. If they decide they don't want my business, we'll not take my business. And he, he, he told me a story yesterday. There's a uh, orthodontist. He had to get like a crown put on a tooth, and he'd been waiting on the appointment for four weeks. Never said anything to him about anything as far as restrictions. So they call him up. You know, he's supposed to have his appointment like today or tomorrow, and it's the day before. And they say, okay, well, here's the stuff you you need. This is what you're getting. Bill's going to be like $2,000 for all the stuff he's getting with his teeth. I said, okay. Going in there, they said, and by the way, when you're in the lobby, you have to wear a mask. He goes, uh, that's, that's going to be a problem. He goes, I don't, I don't wear a mask. They said, well, it's, you don't have to wear it the whole time. You just have to wear it in the lobby. It's only like three steps. He said, I don't care if it's one step. I'm, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm coming there to give you my money. You're going to be literally working in my mouth, and I'm going to be breathing with my mouth open for probably an hour, and I'm not wearing a mask. She goes, well, unfortunately, we're, we're not going to be able to take you as a patient. He said, so let me get this straight. You're going to turn down a $2,000 job that's been on the books for three weeks because I won't wear a mask for three feet. That's how rigid and asinine you guys are. She goes, well, yes, sir, if you don't want a mask, I'm going to have to cancel the appointment. He goes, cancel the appointment. I will take my money elsewhere, and I will make sure nobody I know goes to your business ever again now. Have a nice day. Bam. That's the level of resolve we've gotten down here in Polk County. That's why we've gotten so aggressive and militant with everything. That's why majority of the places never even shut down last year because we said no. This is all about consent. And now it's interestingly enough. I saw this research study came out yesterday out of Cleveland. Rand Paul posted it. And, I mean, this right here shows you every single thing they've continued to tell us is what? It's a lie. The Cleveland Clinical Study. Of 52,238 employees shows that those who have already had COVID-19 and recovered had no difference in reaffection rate than people who had COVID-19 and took the vaccine. Their study reveals that individuals do not get any additional benefit from the vaccine if they've already previously had COVID. And there is no point in vaccinating those who have already had COVID-19. Now, you guys pretty much know with the antibodies, almost all of us have been exposed to COVID. I can guarantee you the vast majority of people that you test have antibodies in their system. That's why this study was so easy to facilitate. And so you had the group that had been positive for COVID and no shot, and the group that was positive for COVID, and they took the experimental shot. No clinical difference whatsoever on reinfection at all. In fact... In fact, if you go further into the study, it goes on to say that the immune response to the natural infection is highly likely 
to provide protective immunity even against the alleged variants. Thus, recovered COVID-19 patients are likely better defending against the variants than persons who have not been infected but have only been immunized with spike protein vaccines. Okay, guys, that's it. This entire thing is a complete and total fabricated lie. They do not want anybody to know the truth. That's why they rushed the shot out. Why didn't they give it a year or two and say, hey, you know what? We're going to work on an experimental shot. We're going to go through long-term testing. We're going to see if there's another outbreak in the next couple of years. We're going to be ready for it. We're going to try some RNA gene editing experimental sludge, and we're going to test it for the next three to four years. And we'll see what happens and how effective it is. But other than that, we've already had people that have been infected for the last year now that have had this virus. And a lot of them, majority of them, have survived, actually, when you look at the numbers. So we'll just let it be for right now. We'll try to get it rolling, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. No. No, they're going for full-blown approval by the FDA from Moderna and Pfizer right now. They know the cat's coming out of the bag really fast, and it's really mad, and it's really violent. And everybody's starting to go, okay, this isn't cool. This isn't cool at all. Fauci's a complete and total fraud. 100% of almost everything he said was either manipulated, twisted, or complete flat-out lies. He directly was involved in turning this thing into a bioweapon when they released it from Wuhan lab. Now we're seeing that everything about the variants, everything about natural immunity, everything that we said last year is factual. It was funny because I remember last summer an article came out, and they were saying, well, we don't know. It hasn't been long enough for us to find out how effective immunity is, natural immunity is. So we have to get a vaccine going right now. Well, if you don't know because you haven't had long enough time to research it, why in the world are you already producing a shot? Well, because it's a spike protein. They wanted to get this RNA injection into everybody. So, again, this is where we're at right now. This is the whole reason why everybody has to start standing their ground and becoming more vocal in all of these topics that are going on. Remember what I said last year when this, the election was fraudulently stolen and they gave the bumbling buffoon Biden and his absolutely hyena-laughing, moronic whore Kamala Harris, the VP, they handed it to them through stolen rigged elections. Remember what I said? I said the only benefit, the only benefit that this will incur now is that the majority of the American population are going to wake up from their slumber and they're going to get their love-dazed eyes off Trump and they're going to realize nobody's coming to save us. There is no Q plan. There is no trust the plan, 150,000 sealed indictments. Trump's running the presidency from Mar-a-Lago. None of it. It's all been a complete and total orchestrated lie. They did the same thing in the Soviet Union after the Bolshevik Revolution. They come up with this false narrative to continue to give you this carrot. Oh, just trust the plan. It's happening. They're going to save you. They're going to come fix it. There's going to be this shining light. There's going to be a man on a horse. He's going to fix it all. There was none. There is none. The American populace, we the people of the United States of America, in order to make basically a more perfect union, this is what we're at right now. We the people of the United States. Not the president, not any of that. Us, and solely us, grassroots, ground, in the county, in the city, 
this is where you start. This is where you push back. This is where you spread it from here. This is why everybody needs to get vocal and involved. Dad, what do you think? Extremely well said. And, you know, the, the crazy part about it is you're right. Back after the Bolshevik Revolution, they basically had lives going around that the royal family, was, the Tsar Nicholas's family was still alive and that he was basically setting everything up to come back into power. And the people believed it and they believed it and believed it and believed it until the communists finally got a foothold or just killing everybody. And then pretty soon they became a communist nation, including killing up to 40,000 of their orthodox priests. I mean, they were killing people and burning churches with people in the churches. I mean, this is how – this is the extent. Remember, these guys just lie about everything. So they they set up the lie to tell you that you know this this czar was coming back to give people false hope. And see, and false hope is better to these guys than telling you the truth. They they tell you that you basically have somebody who's going to come and save you on the white horse, like Austin just mentioned. But there is no somebody coming on a white horse. Trump said his. Best award he ever received. Look at the doggone video on YouTube was the Tree of Life Award, which is a Kabbalist award. His daughter was a Kabbalist. Jared was a Kabbalist. This is the synagogue of Satan, guys. You got to get you got to get that in your head. And I warned you for three years that Trump wasn't who he said it was. And oh, my gosh, it also did not take flack. We lost a lot of listeners over it. Why? Because people didn't want to believe the truth about what was going on in the White House. They wanted to believe this Czar Nicholas was coming back and that Donald Trump was there. Now, I believe for all my heart. I'm going to say this again, and I've said it a 100 times. I believe that Donald Trump won the election against Hillary because we voted him in, and he had the opportunity to fix what was going on with America. Had he continued to not just give us rhetoric but actually follow through with his rhetoric. But he's a deeply compromised, deeply conflicted individual who basically did not have the moral standing or character to come in and fix it and he was quickly compromised and then he became just another agent of the deep state that's what i believe so i'm not going to put this off on us i'm going to put it off on trump for what he did in fact right now there's an article from greenwich time and it said trump's election fraud claims propelled them to the capitol on january the 6th his ongoing comments are keeping them in jail this is Rachel Weiner and Spencer, and I'm not going to comment on that. But it goes on to say many of those who charged in the January the 6th attack on the Capitol have been have blamed former President Donald Trump for their actions, saying that he riled them up with his claims of election fraud and his promises to join them in fighting in it, which he did. Now Trump's continued refusal, he's saying he's be back in office, by the way, in August, more lies, to accept the results of the 2020 election is keeping some of those supporters behind bars. The steady drumbeat that inspired the defendant to take up arms has not faded away. Six months later, the canard that the election was stolen is being repeated daily on major news outlets and from the corridors of power in the state and the federal government, not to mention the near daily fulminations of the former president. U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson wrote recently in denying bond to a Colorado man. The man is accused of driving to Washington with two firearms and thousands of rounds of ammunition after threatening to kill House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in California and Washington, D.C. Democrat Mayor Muriel Browser. Although Trump has been blocked from social media platforms and recently shut down his own blog, he is still monitoring and promoting false claims of election fraud, citing Trump's ongoing comment federal judges have shared fears with those defendants accused of the worst violence and threats of that day remain a danger to public safety and they will stay in jail 
wait a minute. So Donald Trump tells them to march on the Capitol. They march on the Capitol. Trump runs away. Trump basically leaves office, doesn't pardon any of these people, and now he's letting these people continue to rot in jail. And these hardcore, how should I say, communist judges who are involved in this are saying they will not allow these people to get out. Wait a minute. Where are their rights? Where are their rights? There are over a dozen defendants detained on riot-related charges that basically will not be released. Some have been released. The argument was upheld by the U.S. District Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, which found that the dangerousness of any individual defendant had to be considered in the light of the fact that the specific circumstances of January the 6th created a unique opportunity to obstruct democracy. Guys, Donald Trump should have pardoned every one of these guys. Donald Trump is not who you thought he was. He's not who I thought he was. He's a deeply flawed individual who's completely and totally spiritually, morally, and ethically compromised. We cannot allow him to go back into the office of the United States of America as if it made any difference anyhow. We can't do that. We've got to basically hook some hook or our, our cart to, to another wagon. And I'm not 100% convinced that Ron DeSantis is going to be the right guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's done what he's done in Florida. But his constant pandering to Israel and to APAC really grieves me. I mean, unless he thinks that's the only way he's going to get into the White House is to pander to these guys because they control both sides of Congress. Okay, well, that's true, but he knows that, so maybe that's why he's doing it. I don't know. All I can do is tell you this. Austin is right. It's we, the people of the United States of America, in order to perform a more perfect union, right? Underneath God Almighty, the great I am, we've got to figure out from a local level, like we did last night, how to fix this mess. And, guys, if we do this from a local level, remember we all laughed at Barack Obama for being a community organizer? Yeah. Rules for radicals, that's what they teach them. You start at the grassroots and you work your way back up. And Obama became president, gay as he was, marrying a transgender as he did. He was president of the United States of America. And you think, wow, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, it is crazy. But he was. He, he was for eight years. Guys, and here's the thing. If we will go back in and fix it from the bottom up, we can fix this country. We can. But we've got to bring nationalism back. We've got to bring values and family values and Christianity, all of it, back, 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 back. We have to go back to what it took to form the United States of America and try our best to keep it there. Whether we can or not, I don't know. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's why last night I proclaimed Jesus Christ when I was speaking to these guys because they had somebody give some kind of little milk toast prayer. And they said, in his name we pray. They wouldn't even mention the name of Jesus. That's why I was going to make sure that when I spoke, I was going to bring up Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Guys, listen to me. You have to be that bold. Well, it may offend someone. Who cares at this point? We are on a grease track to hell in this country right now. We got to get off the track. We got to derail this thing. We got to say no, no, and no, and we've got to bring up the name of Jesus repeatedly. Now, I wanted to say one more thing. Last night, I talked about different wave patterns in children, and I want to cover that for one second because this is really, really important. Between the ages of zero to seven, these are our programming years. These are the years that basically children will spend their time in delta, alpha, and theta brainwave states in which they will basically be in a type of hypnosis. 
So you may want to imagine your little children walking around in a permanent state of hypnosis, which they pretty much do, but they're being programmed by the environment, open to suggestion in what's called a super learning state. In other words, they have no filter. They have no buffer, like I said last night at the meeting. You tell them that they're a boy. You tell them that they're a girl. You tell them they're a sponge. You tell them they're a walrus. You, know, walrus. you tell them that they're Batman. You tell them that they're Iron Man. You get them an Iron Man uniform. They believe they're Iron Man. They have no buffer. There is no off switch. Everything you tell these young children, they believe. The problem is if you reinforce it over and over and over, you literally, how should I put it, develop a metal pathway well, let's say you groove it. Back in the 70s, we had records. If you ever scratched a record, you put a groove in it, it would always skip. It would always go back into the groove. That's what happens to their brain. Metaphorically speaking, you groove it. You groove it to believe that they're a transgender. You believe it, you groove it, until they to the point where I want to have my genitalia cut off because I'm a girl. You just don't know it. I know I'm a girl because I was told I was a little girl. That's why it's so important when these children are young that you encourage them and you build a knowledge of Jesus Christ and you take them to church and you pray with them. Because remember, these are the years when we take on our beliefs about ourselves, our life, and many of these beliefs remain unconscious in your brain through the rest of your lives. So you can basically say you're a great little boy and you're smart. And from that point on, they'll believe that they're a great little boy and they're smart. If you say something negative to this child, they will believe that for the rest of their life. Comments like you, your sister is smarter than you, or you're so clumsy, or big boys don't cry. These have huge impacts on little boys when they get older. They have huge impacts on little girls when they get older because they're in a theta brainwave state. Like I told these clowns last night, I was not going to walk out of there and not talk about this. Now, do they even know what I'm talking about? Some of the hardcore cultural Marxists on that board last night, they knew darn good and well when I brought up the Frankfurt School where this was going, they knew darn good and well what a theta brainwave state is, and they knew darn good and well what I was doing, and they were like incredible. One of them eyeballed me so bad. That's one of the reasons I got so ticked off. I was watching this woman eyeball me, and I thought to myself, no, no, they're not going to intimidate me. Not here, not now, not ever. So you guys know, Austin and I just don't talk the talk on this show. We walk the walk. And that's why we were there last night. I want you to make that dog, that video go viral. We posted it at Health Masters website. Michael Barrett's going to post it on Rumble or another platform. Link to it. Send it out. Let everybody know that here in Polk County, we have people that are seeking God's will for our county, the great I am, Jesus Christ. And we'll continue to do that with every breath we have for as long as we're alive. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well said, and it's ironic, too, because we had him posted on a uh, his big YouTube account, and it was pulled off in, like, less than 12 hours. Said that it basically it violated community guidelines because it was not following the directions of the WHO and the CDC. So this is what YouTube said. I didn't make any claims. I didn't say any cures. I told, talked about research studies. So did Dad. Oh, YouTube, they, YouTube done like us. They're, we're already pre-flagged. I could probably post a photo of a puppy dog running around, and they would say it violates community guidelines. <laughs> they don't let us put anything up anymore. And that's why I told a lot of people, I find it ironic sometimes when some of these alt-media guys talk about certain things, but yet they never have anything ever taken down. 
you see the guys that actually get pulled down, to get banned on everything. I mean, remember in the Hagman report, he got pulled down multiple times in that last show I did with him. They permanently banned him from YouTube, like we are. Went, oh, wow, that, that didn't work out so well. Well, yeah, because when you start talking about the real stuff, you start talking about what Dad was talking about last night with the Frankfurt School. You start talking about these bankers. You start talking about what their real agenda is. Ooh, ooh. Remember, if you want to find out who controls you, find out who you can't criticize. And then at that point, you find out who you have to go after. Because the thing about it is they want to have this perception this idea, this this concept thrusted upon everybody that oh well these these ideals we're putting out there there's it's just they're, they're for the betterment of everybody it's to make everybody inclusive it's to keep everybody safe no it's not it's not at all ideals are peaceful history is violent you can try to come up with all these little cool ideas that you want everybody to follow but in reality at the end of the day. People aren't going to go along with them that are awake because they're going to see right through the BS. And that's what we did last night was basically let them know they awoke in a sleeping giant in Polk County now. We've been silent. We've been neglectful with the school board stuff. I've never really been involved in it much, to be honest with you. I just never really cared. Quite frankly, it's kind of boring. And my kids aren't in public school. Even, even though I pay money in my property taxes to public school – I, I, I'm not even going to get into that. That's just going to get me all riled up. That, that, that concept still eludes me, how I go based on a tier depending on how much property I have and how whatever square footage a house is. I go up by an upscale tier of my Polk County school fees as far as the school board system that gets the school education system, my property taxes, yet my kids aren't in the school system. But yet the people that use the school system most of the time – pay the absolute least in some cases aren't even owning their own house or property they rent a house which means they're paying zero money in property taxes the landlord's paying the money in property taxes to the school board that whole thing again goes right back to the communist mantra you take other people's money and you use that money to push your agenda even at their other people's expense this is this is what they're fantastically good at doing. I was joking the other day with Dad. I said, it's funny a lot of times you see people when they're actually having to pay for stuff, and all of a sudden, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay. Or they, they have a big place here. They have a place there. Something's being subsidized. All of a sudden, it's not being subsidized anymore. They go, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying for that. I'm not going to do it. I said, oh, it's always funny when it's somebody else's money, isn't it? It's always funny when it's somebody else's money. When it doesn't cost them anything, oh, they're all about it. Oh, yeah, man, you want to do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. Now, all of a sudden, it comes out of your pocket. You go, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Why are we doing this again? Can, can somebody explain to me that? It doesn't make any sense. This is why I've had such a very, very vocal disdain for the city commissioners down here in Auburndale. And what we're dealing with down here as far as the city being hoard out and being given to the highest bidder with every developer putting in these tiny little bobo cracker box houses that don't, that don't even have single pane windows in them, but yet they're supposed to be meeting all the green star energy requirements that I got required to follow when I was building my house for the last two years. But yet, these cracker box houses in the subdivisions that they're putting in, the houses literally have seven-foot setbacks. You can jump from the roof to the other neighbor's roof. You don't even have to be that 
athletically inclined. They're that close. But yet, they're not even making them require to do any type of legitimate building requirements as far as structural and green energy. That shows you how compromised this has become now in these areas. So again, get involved locally, get involved with the groups that you know how to, and continue to spread the truth out there. And quite frankly, if you're in an area that's pretty much a failed communist state, like certain areas of California, well, that's your decision if you still want to stay there. Because certain times, when you're living in a wasteland, you can say, well, I'm going to try to plant crops here. I'm going to try to do this here. and I'm going to try to do that there. If it's a radioactive wasteland, it doesn't matter how engaged and involved you get. You're not going to grow any food there. It's a wasteland for a reason. It's a failed state. You could try to do everything you can, but it's done. It's over with. So it's best at a lot of times at that point to find an area of like-minded people that you can relocate that's to. Right. In some cases, I know I get it. That's that's not always an option, but there's a lot of options right now with stuff that's going on, and a lot of people are changing directions. So again, if that is a very viable option, I highly encourage people to look into it the best you can because I'm telling you right now, a lot of these failed states, they're not going to get worse, and there's not enough people in those local areas that are going to be willing to stand up with you because almost all the people in those areas are deeply, deeply compromised, even the citizens of that area. And a problem with it, a place like that, it's like trying to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and change the way of their life. That didn't happen. God just firebombed them with sulfur. That was Old Testament, but you get where I'm going with this. There's certain times where there's nothing you can do. Shake the dust off your feet and check out. That's my stance on that, Dan. You're right. And, you know, let me clarify a couple things real quick. Uh, he was saying, he said that a lot of these houses have single-pane glass in them instead of double-pane glass. And in addition to that, I don't know and we don't know for certain how much of the green energy requirements are being done on these houses. Let me qualify that, too. That's really important because we, we haven't done the research, nor have we seen the permitting on it. All I know is the setbacks are absolutely ludicrous. You can't even go to storage building in the backyard. You can't do it. There's no, there's no room literally anywhere around the house. You'll never put a swimming pool in there ever. And quite frankly, he's right. You could literally jump or pole vault from roof to roof, and they're just basically – taking this entire area and they're putting this really low income housing. Now they're going to go into moderate and high density housing. That's the next big step they're going to do in our area, which means they're going to have a whole bunch of, how should I say, probably low rent housing as far as apartment buildings, maybe section eight that they're going to bring in on top of everything else. And like I said the other day, I don't have a problem if a landowner wants to build something on his land that affects other people, as long as they don't put blight in or decrease the value of the neighborhoods. I don't care. If they build something nice, let them build it. Let them make money on it. I don't care. But let's not put blight in our neighborhoods. Let's not put metal storage buildings in the middle of a residential neighborhood thinking that everybody wants it and telling us that everybody wants it when nobody wants it. It's just incredibly horrible that when we have stuff like this happen that everybody in these positions of power and authority allow it to happen regardless of how many people come in from the neighborhood and ask, us not, ask them not to do it. Now, I want to say a couple of things real quick because we're running out of time. This show's going by really fast today. I want to talk about the Frankfurt School about a second for just a few minutes. About 100 years ago, this group of quote-unquote communist thinkers, they were intellectuals. They were led by a Marxist law professor, Karl Grunberg. They were started in Moscow, and then they established the Institute for Social Research, which is a think tank 
at Goethe University, spell that G-O-E-T-H-E, in Frankfurt, Germany. From here, they would move to the United States in 1933 when they were run out because Hitler took power after they went to Switzerland first. And then they decided to go to Columbia University and basically based their organization out of New York City. This group had its genesis in Moscow before the official founding back in 1923 after the Bolshevik Revolution. By the early 20s, the Bolsheviks, as Antonio Gramsci would later conclude from his Italian prison cell, realized a change in tactics was needed because the world was not accepting Marxism and communism. The much-anticipated violent revolution of the proletariat, predicted by Karl Marx, who was an unbelievably hardcore Kabbalist and Satanist, was to bring about communism. It turned out to be much more difficult in Western Europe and the United States than previously anticipated. In fact, it wouldn't be possible at all without first, listen, breaking down the cultural barriers to collectivism and cultural Marxism. As such, the Communist International and mass-murdering Soviet dictator Lenin's minion, Karl Radek, arranged a meeting at the Marx-Engels Institute in Moscow. Among the participants, according to the historical records, were Soviet secret police boss Felix Denrisky, Hungarian Bolsheviks cultural commissioner Gregory Lukacs, and Communist International Comintern bigwig Willy Mützenberg. At the Moscow meeting, the conspirators decided, it sounds like the founding of the Federal Reserve Bank, doesn't it, that what was needed was a more gradual cultural revolution, or what eventually became known as cultural Marxism in the United States and beyond. This is why I brought this up last night. To advance that program, the subversives agreed on a sinister but brilliant plan. This would involve the destruction of traditional religion and the Christian culture it produced, the collapse of sexual morality and the deliberate undermining of the family and a wrecking ball to infiltrate and demolishing the existing institutions. This is an article that was written by Alex Newman. I have posted it on Healthmaster's news site to give this guy credit for this. It is an excellent article. And, guys, this is the goal. It was to destroy the moral fabric of society. They then came over from Russia, the Soviet Union, as hardcore communists into the United States, and with them hundreds of thousands of other communists from Russia who were supposedly fleeing the Soviet Union, being brought into the United States, and then they were credentialed by their own institutions in order to be college professors and came into our major areas of learning and basically brought the Soviet model into our educational systems, cultural Marxism. Gosh. And they did it all under the guise of fighting fascism or fighting Adolf Hitler. Because remember, all this was happening in the 30s when Hitler was rising to power in Germany. And if you read Hitler's book, it's difficult to read. I've got through most of it. My comp, I'm not recommending the book. It's something to read and to learn from. But I will say this about the book. It talks about cultural Marxism. It talks about communism. It talks about the destruction of the nuclear family and what the communists were trying to do. These luminaries of the Frankfurt School, who represented a wide variety of disciplines, used education as a critical tool for advancing their totalitarian civilization, destroying philosophies. But they infected much more than just the educational system with their sick ideas, spreading out like a poison through the intellectual veins of America, the social sciences, entertainment, politics, and beyond. They 
literally, who, who have worked with the Rothschild banking cartel. They control every major industry in the United States. They control the media. They control your TV that you're watching. They control Fox News through <laughs> BlackRock and Vanguard and through State Street and through the bloodline families. They own 95% of the stocks in the stock markets and control all the most important land. They are in a private club. There's approximately 200,000 of these hardcore cabalists to basically rule the world. And they want to pretty much kill everybody. They, by their own words, want about 2,500 to 2,800 slaves each, bringing the population of the planet to approximately 500 million. This is their own words. This is what they say. Go look at the Georgia Guidestones. This is the goal. And you think, well, gosh, Ted, it can't be that deep. It really is that deep. And, guys, it's important to understand that these teacher unions were basically infected with this. You know, the teacher's college was infected by the Frankfurt School and the Dewey ideas, which became to the public education of the United States. They brought it over from Leipzig University, and they taught with William Helm Wundt that human beings were soulless animals, right out of the Kabbalah, by the way, and that we were basically to be trained as dogs and lab rats to operate in classical conditioning, which then permeated the school systems. Yeah, that's how deep this goes. And if I'd have had more than three minutes or 180 seconds last night, I'd have given them all a earful of all of this stuff, guys. But it's important that we understand that we are made in the image of the Most High God. I don't believe in Darwinian crap for one second. It's All it is is garbage and lies by the same group. I believe that we are creating God's image for the purpose of having, how should I say, fellowship with God Almighty, like Adam walked in the cool of the garden. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray with you. Always remember something. God don't make junk. You were created in his image, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Thanks for listening, guys. Go ahead and finish it up, Austin. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And one thing that's been, you know, interesting is that brought up critical race theory last night, which I'm glad because this whole thing has gotten, if you actually look into that, it's absolutely atrocious. I mean, it's some of the most racist propaganda you've ever read in your life. And it's interesting because I was talking to a buddy the other night and we were discussing it back and forth. And I said, isn't it fascinating to learn that, you know, only, only whites had ancestors who did bad things? Slavery, conquest, rape, that's, that was, that was white people only. Nobody else ever did anything bad. But, you know, we're the ones that got to apologize for everything two, three, four, five hundred years ago. Everybody else, dude, they just, they, they literally just fell off the tree perfect. Never did a single thing wrong. And it's ironic to me why we bring up the concept of in the 1800s with slavery here in the United States, which has been long gone and horrific war around that topic. That was not why the war was fought, but the topic was in the war. But yet sex trafficking, human trafficking, slavery, it is still extremely prevalent in Africa, in the Middle East, in some of the areas as far as over towards China. It's, I mean, it's very blatant. It's not even – they don't even try to hide it. Well, you don't hear that. You never hear about that. Nobody talks about that in the media. They want to bring up what happened in the United States 200 years ago. Guys, it's time people start waking up and stop being played as fools. We're not clowns. We're Americans. And we need to start acting like Americans and stop acting like clowns. 
Anybody that's continually allows the media to control their emotions and control what they think is a fool, and they're playing you for a fool, and they're laughing at you like you're a fool. It's time that people start realizing the truth of what's going on. The media is designed to do one thing. It's mind control. This is what they've perfected it at through the MK Ultra program. It's been going on for almost 70 years now. Please wake up and wake other people up as much as you can. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week that just won today, Melatonin Sublingual. Incredible product, one of the most effective melatonins I've ever used before. It actually works on sale right now on the website. It'll be updated here in the next couple minutes. And also, too, the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale for 15% off. Be sure to check it out. And I just got a text from Michael Baird a few minutes ago. I said that YouTube pulled down our video after 12 hours. I was completely wrong about that. They pulled down our YouTube video and banned it after 12 minutes. The public school board video, they banned it. But the other one is still up. It's still floating around from the actual Polk County School Board meeting because they can't basically ban that because that's a school board live feed that got recorded. <laughs> 12 minutes. That's how long it took YouTube to trash us, but not, not, not surprised at all. So thank you again, my friends, for the support. Get this information out there. Continue to keep spreading truth and keep talking about freedom and continue to stand your ground on what you really believe. Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. Give us a call if you guys need anything. 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Have a blessed night. Have a safe night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.